is your girl Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to just ghouly things hey boo things and welcome back to just ghouly things the quarantine spooky story special and we are your beautiful hosts Rebecca and Lily hey oh so I've been up since six six o'clock this morning Cause I'm trying to like get back into routine of like waking up early, mm-hmm. and it is 11 a.m. currently, and I feel like I'm gonna die. So <laughs> I've been trying to drink tons of water. I was jacked up on coffee before, and I've just been trying to send out like hella emails to like agents and managers and stuff, trying to get back into the swing of things, trying to get ahead of the curve. Like once everything gets back to normal, you know? Yeah. And absolutely. I just. It's so hard to get into the industry, Lil. Like, I mean, remember like when we first started and like everything seemed so bright yeah. and amazing, and then reality yes, hits you. I do. Ugh. It seems so easy. It seemed like all you need to do is work hard, and boom, no one mentioned anything about luck. Yeah, literally, and knowing the right people. Yeah, like it really is all about knowing the right people. Because there's some people that I see like that are represented by some of these huge agents, and I'm like. Who are, like, I don't even know who you are. Like, you've never done a single thing. Like, why are they representing you? Like, you have yeah. literally zero work. And I try to work my ass off, and I've done X amount of things, and no one's even looking at me without, like, an industry referral, which I don't even yeah. know what that means anymore. Like I have no idea. It's it's just a bunch of, like, runaround bullshit. If you guys don't have to get into the industry, don't. Because <laughs> it's just going to break your heart and tear you apart, <laughs> eat you up, and spit you back out into the real world. Yeah. Uh, all right, on Pretty that much. note, um, let's get into what we really love to do, and that's telling our boo things some ghost stories. Let's do it. All okay, right. me first? Yes, of course. All right, let me just grab a sip of my Diet Coke just to warm up real quick, of course. Got to warm up those vocal cords. <sighs> Sponsor us, Diet Coke. All right. Could you imagine getting a sponsorship from fucking Diet Coke? That would be amazing. Then I wouldn't have to worry about emailing a single fucking agent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one is called Why I'm Scared of Being Home Alone. So whenever I'm home alone, I try to stay in a PS4 party or play an online game because of the weird things that happen in my house. And it started small, like feeling like I'm not alone. And this doesn't bother me much, but it got worse over time. I remember being extremely paranoid that, and I called my friend and I lost it when I heard a knock on the door, but nobody was there. It eventually stopped and I felt much better. Unfortunately, weirder things started happening. This one happened recently, like a week ago. I was home alone while my family went shopping because of lockdown and I was in a party and I was in a party with my friend and I remember hearing a bang upstairs. I tried to ignore it, but it bothered me a lot. When I got calmer, a wooden chair was dragged out from under the table, and my friend mentioned it straight away. This scared me because I thought I, I thought it was in my head. I ended up getting enough courage up to go into the kitchen and see what happened, and yep, the chair was now in the middle of the room. I checked to make sure that my back door was locked, and the key was still in and locked, and so I checked the front door. I even decided to check the windows, all closed, no way anyone could have come in or out. When my family got back, I told my mom, and she didn't believe me. However, my sister went upstairs, and her paintings were all over the floor. Again, no one could have gotten in or out, so we checked the house. There was no one there. What do you think caused it? Ooh. I mean, this doesn't. This isn't the first thing that's happened, right? Like, 
No. So uh, the person who wrote this said that they felt it started with feeling like they just weren't alone Uh in the house and they kind of shrugged it off. But now more things are starting to happen. So like the chair in the middle of the room, the paintings that were on the wall being on the floor. So these are just all developing things. things. Yeah, for sure. Huh. That I mean, that just seems like the typical poltergeist, like what you said. I mean, really, like I. Yeah. I don't really know much else. I mean, hopefully nothing more sinister goes on because, you know, obviously it's scary for things to be falling over the, like all yeah. over the place, but hopefully it's not stuff that's like trying to be thrown at them or like in a malicious way. Well, what's interesting is also that the person who wrote this didn't say anything about hearing any, although it did say that it heard something upstairs, right? Was it? I thought it was just that he felt. Like yeah, felt evil. not alone, like there was something upstairs. But didn't they didn't outright mention any sound of any thuds upstairs, which means that the paintings must have been placed there carefully. Yeah. Right? Because if they just slammed on the floor, like, you would hear that from downstairs. And also, I feel like they would have mentioned that it would have broke or something. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay. So, my next story is titled, which one am I going to do? All right, we'll do this one. It's titled, First Memory of Something Paranormal. I'm 26, but for as long as I can remember, I've been able to see, hear, and sense spirits or ghosts or whatever you want to call them. Now that I'm older, I sense more stuff than I see and hear. So here are some of my first memories of something paranormal. When I was four years old, we moved to Houston. We moved into a three-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment. It was me, my little brother, my parents, and my aunt also lived with us on and off. My very first encounter was in mine in my brother's bedroom. I don't know why, but my parents let us have the master bedroom, so we had a bathroom in our, bed- in our room. Me and my brother had bunk beds, and there was also a futon in our room for when our older sister would come over. One night when I was about five, I remember waking up in the middle of the night because I felt scared. I used to be able to sleep in a pitch black room and be fine, but that night I woke up so scared, and I remember seeing those glowing green eyes in the bathroom (laughs) that what looked like long black fingers grabbed the bathroom door. I screamed for my mom and told her what I saw, but she said I probably just had a nightmare. After that, I always slept with my closet door open and the closet laid on. Another experience I had there was one night I was being a brat and flat out refused to go to bed and told my mom, (laughs) I'm going to stay up all night till it's time to go to school. So she let me stay up and she went to bed. Uh, Now this experience could have really happened or it could have been my mind playing tricks on me from me being so tired, but I kept hearing things around the apartment. So me being young, I went to go see what it was. I walked in the hallway, and at the end of the hallway was the main bathroom. We always had that door open, and I remember we had this red shower curtain. This is going to sound crazy, but it almost looked as if someone were standing in the shower and punching the shower curtain from inside. It scared me, so I went back to the living room. I don't know why I didn't get my parents. And when I turned around, there was a man just standing in the middle of my kitchen. He was wearing a suit and tie, dress shoes, and had slicked Slicked back hair and a sinister smile on his face. Ooh, spooky, yeah. I remember I was so scared I couldn't move. I just stood there. Then he finally said, hello there. And I told him, my mommy said I'm not allowed to talk to strangers. And he said, I'm not a stranger. I know you. And when I asked how my parents' door opened, it was my dad getting up for work. And the man in the kitchen disappeared. My dad asked who I was talking to. And I said, the man. And my dad was like, you made another imaginary friend? So my dad didn't see or hear the man. 
Doors would also fly open and slam shut quite often. And although I have no memory of this, a few years ago, I was talking to my mom and aunt and told them the experiences I had there. And that's when they opened up about some experiences they had and some other things. They told me the whole time we lived there from the day we moved in to the day we moved out, I would walk around covering my eyes or ears saying, I don't want to see you or I don't want to hear you. Please leave me alone. And when they'd ask who I was talking to, Mm. I'd say the bad people. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the conclusion of the story. But it's weird, like a man in a suit and tie, the dress shoes, that seems to be a common thing that people see Mm -hmm. when they actually see like a full-figured humanoid thing. Yeah. Is it maybe someone from like another matrix, like like (gasps) from another like matrix sort of dimension? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder because that seems like could, could such there be like a hat man 2.0 with no hat his casual brother no hat man yeah slicked back man <laughs> slicked, slicked back, back hair man, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're on to something <sighs> okay so this one is also pretty short I just so you guys don't know this but uh, Rebecca knows this but I got a tooth pulled yesterday so my jaw really hurts so I picked pretty relatively short stories for today oh you ended up getting your tooth pulled I did. I got it pulled out. Thank God. It was like the worst, Rebecca. It was like the worst pain I have ever been in this fucking tooth. It turns out that I I had a filling that I cracked and underneath the filling was a cavity. Oh shit. Yeah. That sucks. And, and they were like, we could do a root canal, but no root canal specialists are working. So you could either wait like a month or we could just pull the tooth. And I'm like, it's a back molar. No one's going to see it. Just fucking pull the tooth. I was just going to say, I'm surprised that they were able to do it. I thought they wouldn't be able to, like, the same day that you went in for the appointment. So yeah. that's good that you were able to. Your face doesn't look swollen. Yeah. I know. No, it's not. It's not. I My face was, was numb, though, for hours. I mean, like, my I was just getting the feeling back when I went to bed at, like, 10 o'clock last night. Oh, and I got the tooth pulled at, like, 2.30. So mm. they really, they really got in there. But they did a great job. So, yay. Good for you. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is called I Can't Explain This. I was in Greece on holiday, and me and my brother decided to play in the pool with our new friend. My mom and dad called from our balcony that they were going to go to the buffet, but if we wanted, we we could stay in the pool. Me and my brother stayed in the pool for a while, but but he left before me as I carried on playing with the boy. Around 10 minutes later, I decided I was going to have my dinner now, which we were having in the restaurant downstairs connected to our hotel. And I couldn't see my family seated, so I assumed they had already gone back to the hotel. I went up the three flights of stairs, and when I got to my room, I started knocking on the door. Nobody was answering me, so I got pretty mad because I thought they were pranking me. After a lot of knocking, and I needed a wee, (laughs) I was cold, uh, and I, I was cold, I decided to go to the bathroom downstairs. On my way down the stairs, my brother walked past me. He was going up and I was going down, and he started to laugh. I got mad at him, so I just rolled my eyes at him and carried on downstairs. But when I got down there, my brother was there at the table. I was so confused, but in the moment, I was so angry that I just got the key from my dad and went to get changed. I had the key, the only key. But once again, as I walked downstairs, my brother walked up them. I said, where are you going? And he shrugged. I thought nothing of it. I thought I had just daydreamed, but I asked him about it, and he said he remembered walking past me, too, but he couldn't remember what happened or why he went up the stairs. I spent all night trying to explain, but I couldn't think. 
maybe he was going upstairs to check I was okay, but he had crossed, but we had crossed on the stairs, and when he saw me, he could, and what? There's, like, no punctuation in this, again. Maybe he was going upstairs to check I was okay, but we had crossed on the stairs, and when he saw me, he would have surely turned around and come down with me. But when I asked him where he was going, he just shrugged. Can anyone explain this, or has anyone had a similar situation? So here's the weird thing about this story, is that first I was thinking it was a doppelganger. Yes. But the brother says that he vaguely remembers. But I'm wondering if that's just the power of suggestion. Like, oh, I saw you on the stairs. Like, oh, yeah, I think I was on the stairs, right? Like, like you're second-guessing yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, it could be the doppelganger, or it could be a glitch, right? Glitch in the Matrix. Would that be? Would that be like a logical thing from the story? I think. I think so. I mean, I think that makes sense, right? Going upstairs, and it sounds like he went upstairs twice. Yeah. Without coming down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are two reasonable explanations: doppelganger situation, or, or glitch in the Matrix. So. Yeah. Look at us problem solving. I know, seriously. Hire us. Okay. <laughs> so, my next story is titled, Something on the Drive Home from School. Any explanation? I was driving home from school on a normal day. There was traffic, so I took a back road through the woods to get to my dorm. I heard screaming through a small path, so I stopped. Needless to say, I was terrified, but I was very curious and scared of what it was. I decided to hop out and investigate. I grabbed my knife conveniently has a knife that I had in my car and shined a flashlight down the path I couldn't see anything so I started down the path then I stopped I don't know why but I stopped about a quarter of a kilometer down the path for a solid 30 seconds then my flashlight reflected some eyes of some creature about a kilometer away running at me fast and I mean fast I then saw its body get in the light and I will do my best to describe it as I didn't get a photo. It was a very pale and tall, no pigmentation, and very malnourished. Its arms were very long and out of proportion with its body, with hands as with very long fingers and sharp claws, and it was coming at me. I distinctively started running as fast as I could to my car. I got in my car when it was very close to me and floored it out of that damn back road. Does anybody have any explanation of what I saw and what happened in that trail in a dark back road? So um, I looked at some comments. There were not too many. Um, there weren't too many comments, but someone had said the physical description sounds like a crawler, although they're usually not aggressive or fast like that from what I've read. Um, it still might be of interest of you to check this out. And then there's like a subreddit called like crawler sightings. Um, mm-hmm. So... I, like, looked at a couple of the crawler sightings, and, like, they're just, like, kind of, like, these, like, I guess, cryptid sort of creatures, I guess. Um, But let me pull this up real quick um, under, like, the description of the crawler sightings on Reddit Um, while while that's loading. Then someone else was like, whereabouts in the world do you live? The person replied, in Northern Ireland. And then they replied, "Um, "There's there's a family of cryptids of which most famous are the Wendigo, that exist throughout central slash northern North America and the Arctic. So originally they thought maybe it was the the Wendigo, but mm-hmm. once the person said I live in Northern Ireland, like clearly that Doesn't was out the door. Um, but okay, so the crawler is a commonly seen cryptid with pale skin, long limbs, and a tall, thin body. They're genu- generally seen around eight feet tall if standing. 
Um, and let's say uh, there's yeah, and then some people actually describe the crawler as being like a form of the Slender Man. Which, okay. from what the description is from this story, kind of adds up because if mm-hmm. you've seen pictures of the Slender Man, it kind of has that that description okay. to it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's weird. Like, I feel like the idea of cryptids, even though they're mostly in North America, it seems like it seems like there are a lot of experiences in Europe as well. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're just only centralized in the United States. I think that they're all over the world. Yeah. And that makes sense too. I mean, who's to say that they aren't, that they can't either a can't travel or B aren't already all over the world. Well, the, yeah, because I mean, think about it. these things definitely are from years and years and years. And at one point we were all one big solid mass of land. So yeah. who's to say all these different forms of cryptids are not like, like ancestors of one another, but you know, Pangea and whatever that whole thing was, once everything separated, who's to say that they're not they like get all... split up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's my that's my uh that's my opinion. I definitely agree with the crawler scenario. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right. My next one is let me just get to it okay i remembered something that happened to me when i was a child and now i can't sleep okay a few years ago i was scared of literally everything and my parents were tired of saying to me nothing is wrong or those noises were made by the neighbors so i simply so or simply ignoring me so i was expecting them to do the same for that day The point is that I always heard noises like a crystal ball falling and bouncing on the ground again and again or people noises, but not that day. I was trying to sleep when someone whispered something in my ear with a very raspy voice. The heat and air that came out of his mouth brushed my skin and I opened my eyes instantly. I freaked out, obviously, and I screamed for help. My mother came and told me nothing happened, and then she went back to her bedroom. I turned around and faced the wall, because whatever it was that whispered to me, I didn't want to see it. I couldn't sleep, obviously, and it was pretty late. It was midnight, which is pretty late for a kid. Suddenly, I felt the mattress sinking as if someone had sat down. Trying to pretend to be asleep, I didn't turn, but a hand grabbed my shoulder. I turned around, and there was nothing. I gasped, so stunned I couldn't even move. Since then, even if it's cold or the most horrible heat you can imagine, I sleep with the sheets covering my ears. Oh, I thought that, that it was a craze of my family because my mother also does it. But after remembering this, I have a totally different opinion. Hmm. It's... Do you think this but is But there's not aggressive? much detail in this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's but what I was going to say. I just think it's a spooky, kooky, ooky ghost. Yeah. Like, what? Like, why are they trying to communicate with this person? What's... Like, You. it makes you think, what are they trying to say? Yeah. What are they trying... Like... I mean, is this some? Is it was this a one-time experience, or was this something that they said recurred? Well, they said that they they used to be really easily scared, so their parents would always kind of say like, "No, no, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing," and brush it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, "Oh, it's just the neighbors. Oh, it's just you know your eyes playing tricks on you, or like whatever stuff like that." And then something actually happened that stuck with them, and they're like, "No, this is real. This really happened. Something grabbed me and brushed up against me. I could feel the heat on my ears." 
right? So, I mean, I think that this is one of those cases of someone who is a sensitive. Okay, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if, like, the parents actually knew that there was paranormal activity going on, but because they didn't want to scare, the, like, the kids, they just yeah. said, oh, no, it's nothing. They just gave them logical reasoning. Mm-hmm. But if they, if they look back now and ask their parents if something had happened, I wonder if the parents would change their story. Ooh. Okay. So my next story is titled, My Grandfather's Spirit Still Resides in My Aunt's Home. My sister and I are in our late 20s. A couple years ago, we were visiting family out of state, and we stayed with my aunt. Neither of us believed in any kind of paranormal things growing up. Our family went to church but wasn't super religious, and as adults, we haven't kept up religion. My sister was an atheist and had her Ph.D. in neuroscience, and we are both educated and highly skeptical people. However, we've both seen things that we can never explain, and both of us believe in ghosts and angels for certain now. My aunt lives in the house our grandfather died in. We don't know how he died in the house. Oh, we didn't know he died in the house until fairly recently. I guess no one ever volunteered that information, and it's upsetting to think about. He wanted to be at home surrounded by family when he passed. He suffered tremendously of prostate cancer. The home is not a super old house. It was probably built in the 60s or 70s, but the energy of the home has always been palpable. We were visiting family from out of state, so we both stayed with my aunt in her home. She lives by herself, and the house has four bedrooms, so plenty of room for guests. It was nighttime, and it was stormy. Ooh, perfect setting. My sister and I were sitting at the table. It was a dark and stormy night. Exactly. My sister and I were sitting at the table in the kitchen talking. My aunt was already upstairs asleep because she had to work the following day. She was explaining she had heard footsteps on the floor the previous night. I decided to talk to the spirit I believed to be my grandfather. I asked, are you my grandfather? Who are you? Immediately, the light swelled. It wasn't like they turned off like the power going out. They dimmed and then turned up to full brightness before returning to normal. We both ran screaming from the kitchen (laughs) up to the bedroom and didn't sleep much that night. The next morning, we discussed being slightly bothered by the loud grandfather clock in the living room chiming every hour with our aunt and asked if she could turn it off because it was creepy. My aunt looked at us like we were crazy and said, I haven't wound that thing up in years. In that same trip, I woke up to feel someone rubbing my back a little. I turn around, and no one is there, of course. My sister is in a different bedroom. My aunt had left for work. I believe it was my grandfather gently waking me or patting me. I remember, I know, I remember from staying with my aunt previous years as a kid. The TV would come on around 3 a.m., and my mom was like, oh, must be a sleep timer or something. Okay, mom. (laughs) My my aunt says she hears footsteps and sometimes yells and screams. The footsteps sound like dress shoes, which my grandfather would always wear to work. I believe with all my heart he never left. It was a very traumatic death. He had six daughters and my grandmother, and no one wanted him to go. My mom still cries to this day if you bring him up. But that's, I, I think one of the most amazing things from this whole story is how this person's trying to say, oh, my sister is an atheist and has her PG in neuroscience, and they're both educated, so, like, obviously we don't believe in all this ghost stuff, but they've actually experienced <laughs> things, and now they can believe in ghosts and angels for certain. That's when, like, science yeah, can only explain like so and much. A lot of people aren't believers until something happens to them. So exactly. I think that I think that that's sweet. And I think it's also sweet how he was rubbing her back like calmly not like grabbing her and shaking her or scaring her or anything you yeah, know yeah yeah just little reminders that he's there just a sweet little old man little old man things 
This one is called Why I Believe Ouija Boards. All right. As a teenager in a Catholic family, I didn't believe in Ouija boards, but was very superstitious about them. My brother and his friend, who we'll call Greg, decided to bring one in my basement. I was hesitant and decided to watch their session. It started slowly with little to no activity when, all of a sudden, I see a familiar name spell out. It was of a neighbor who passed away two years before. We'll call him Tim. I think my brother is faking and tell him to ask questions only I would know, being older and working with him in the past. I ask, what is your wife's name? Answer, Carrie. It's correct. Yeah, yeah, my brother might know that. What about his birthplace? It's a smaller city in Texas. We live in northern Illinois. I, I tell them to ask, and it is fucking right. <laughs> I start getting chills. There's no way two 13-year-old kids know a random neighbor. I ask, what's your nickname? The answer, Snowman. Are you fucking kidding me? This is getting weirder. Goes <laughs> on to say my dad's name and something about a boat. From what we could piece together as wanting him to have it, he makes he made from what we could piece together. Okay, got it. He made jokes when he was alive about how it was almost on our property and we didn't mind. Three days later, the boat was given away. My dad starts thinking there's no fucking way that Ouija board shit was true. To this day, that Ouija session is the only thing keeping me from being skeptical about ghosts. I still get freaked out whenever I think about it, and I wanted to share my story. I have many stories of creepy shit in my house, but because of how vivid this account was, this took the cake. Oh, well, I mean, it seems like nothing malicious followed them back, so I guess that's a good thing? I guess that's a positive Ouija board? This is, when I, I, when I saw it was short, I was kind of relieved. Because I don't think we've ever had such a chill Ouija board story before. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely freaky because there were so many accurate things that the spirit was saying. But it didn't seem malicious. But nothing particularly bad happened either, except for his dad not ending up getting the boat that he wanted. But <laughs> nothing tragic, no possession, mm -hmm. you know, nothing like that. So I think it's a... a, a breath of fresh air. Definitely. Definitely. So now... After our breath of fresh air, I'm going to read the story titled My Dad's Chilling Encounter with a Djinn. So I've I've read oh. an encounter about a djinn in the past. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, as soon yeah. as I saw the title, I had to I had to do the story for the episode. Okay. Okay. Um so um apparently this person had posted a while back about a djinn on here before. Um, they said that they would post about their dad's encounters when he was a little when he was little overseas. So to start this off, Muslims believe in an eternity called jinns or maybe shadow people to others. There can be good and bad ones. Now to the dad's story. Back home, my dad grew up in a religious household, but for some reason he used to curse God all the time. My grandmother used to yell at him all the time, but my dad didn't care. <laughs> he, he used to just say as many bad things about God that he can. My grandmother used to warn him that God was going to punish him for his bad words. So, one day, my dad went to the store at night with his older brother. His older brother left my dad by himself for one second when he went to go grab something. As soon as his brother left, a black figure with red eyes approaches my dad. It then starts okay. yelling at my dad to stop cursing God and that he was going to go to hell for doing that. Then the black figure disappeared as soon as his brother came back. My dad told his brother what happened, and he then told my grandmother about it. She started to tell him, see, I warned you. 
Anyways, ever since then, my dad has never said anything bad about God. (laughs) The thing about jinns is that there are religious ones who actually pray to God as religious people would. But there are also malicious ones who scare people. Please be wary about looking up jinns as the more questions you ask about them, the more they are attracted to you. I have many more stories about them if anyone is interested. Thank you for reading. (sighs) Ah, God, and I wanted to do research on gins and do like half an episode on it. Okay, I guess I'm not anymore. I'm not trying to welcome these gins. Seriously, sorry guys. Look it up on your own. Good luck. (laughs) Look it up at your own risk. Exactly. So uh, that's my story. What's your last story, Lil? All right, my last story, let me get to it, is called The Thing... This thing happened to... This thing that happened to me a while ago has been bothering me and I need to get it off my chest. A few years ago, I started having some still undiagnosed heart-related issues, and so I had to stay in the hospital for a little over a month, and I would jerk away at night to the sound of giggling children. But when I opened my eyes, there was nothing there, just the darkness of night. Okay, so this is already spooky kooky. (laughs) One night I went to bed, and I had dreamt that I had awoken, and there was a child in front of me, and he kept pulling my hand as if he wanted to show me something. So I got out of bed, and he sh- and he pulled me out of my room and down the hall and into the doorway of a boy who had just passed. We sat there and watched quietly as his mother cried, held by his father. As he was wheeled out of the room, the little boy gripped my hand even tighter, and he began to cry. I bent over and picked him up, hugging him for a little while, and then he spoke. You need to be brave for them, pointing to his parents. He wrapped his arms around my neck, and I walked into the room until we were in front of them. I adjusted how I was holding him to help him look at his parents and said, would you like to say goodbye? As he waved goodbye and said, love you, mama, his mother looked up and began smiling. She was looking straight into my eyes and she stopped crying only for a moment as if she trusted in me to take care of him. When I looked back at him, he had vanished and his mother no longer looked at me. She looked past me. I went back to my hospital bed and laid back down and went back to sleep. I woke up the next morning and never heard the laughter for the rest of my time in that hospital. I remember hearing nurses and doctors talk of the little boy who passed peacefully the night before and how his mother swore there was an angel holding her child. (gasps) Don't know if I believe that I helped the little kid pass through when nobody else could, but if I did, then I'm glad. They never did find out what was wrong with my heart. Perhaps I'll get another opportunity to help a poor kid pass over. What? That story is bananas. Yeah, so this guy has been on the other side of the afterlife. So what I'm wondering is if this guy really, because, I mean, as he was, like, writing the story, it didn't sound like it was particularly bad, but he must have been pretty close to death if he was able to help someone else cross over. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, like, why him? What was, like, is he just a sensitive and, like, like, why? Like, why him? Um, but what are the odds that over here, oh, a little kid passed, and the mom swore that an angel was holding her son? I know, it's so sweet, and he was the angel, I don't know. Chills, I just, chills. I know. When I skimmed the story, I saw that it was sad, and I was, and I thought maybe I won't do it, but I thought it was sweet, and I thought it was interesting. This had one of those little flares on it, like the little green things that said dream, and I was like, we haven't done dreams in a while. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. That's a beautiful yeah. story. Okay. So my last story is titled, The Old Woman Following Me. 
Back in 2018, I was going to college in Brooklyn and living in Staten Island. Since college classes sometimes run late and the commute to Staten Island is a bitch and a half, I'd sometimes <laughs> be walking alone towards my house at close to midnight. I usually didn't mind as the walk from my bus stop to my house wasn't far and the neighborhood was super safe. But one night, as soon as I was off the bus and past all the businesses slash people still out and into the poorly lit maze of duplexes, I felt terrified. I start hearing footsteps behind me, which wasn't all that unusual. If I was walking home at that time, why shouldn't anyone else be? But I felt sick as soon as I heard these footsteps. But they felt sick as soon as these footsteps were heard. So that's where the alarms go off. So to make matters worse, I kept seeing an old woman out of the corner of my eye right behind me into the side. I decided I was just being paranoid, though, because the steps I heard were much further away than that, several yards behind me. But I turned around, hoping to prove to myself that there wasn't an old woman mere inches from me. And I was right. But what I did see (laughs) was actually so much worse. Several yards behind me, there was the old woman I had been seeing from the corner of my eye, hobbling along with her cane. What kind of old lady with impaired mobility goes for a midnight stroll in a poorly lit neighborhood? Not clearly close, not nearly close enough to me that I could have possibly seen her, yet it was the same woman. Every time I faced forward, there she was beside me, trailing slightly behind, but every time I looked, she was far behind me. So it was like a weird death perception thing. Okay. This carried on for the entire 20-minute walk home, which I'm sure was actually closer to 15 minutes this time because I was speed walking, but also trying (laughs) to look calm. I went inside and locked my door, thanking God I lived right after a turn so the woman wouldn't have been able to see which house I went into. When I was unpacking my bag, I carried special trinkets in my bag every day that I liked to have by my bed while I slept. I noticed the fairy jar I purchased a few years ago was open. The friend I bought it from told me that there was a sigil on the side of the lid that would attract the fae if I left op- if left open. Had I fully believed in this sort of thing at the time, I never would have bought that jar. It stayed closed since. I have so many experiences like this that can just cement my belief in the unknown. I'm happy to have found a place I could share these things and be taken seriously, at least by some people. So now this is a whole theory of this being a fairy or some sort of mythical sort of weird fairy tale thing because it's saying that the out of all the times the fairy jar that this person purchased was opened and that it would attract fae if left open. So... And it seems like once this jar was closed, it's never happened again. Wow. Yeah. An old lady fairy. I love it. Or, like, is, is a fae the same thing as a fairy? I don't know. I'm How not... is it spelled? F-A-E. Let's see. Define fae. Let's see. Because I'm curious now. But then someone also commented, oh, yeah, fae is a fairy. Um, elf, pixie, spirit, sort of thing like that. Okay. Um, but then someone goes... Your story reminded me of It Follows. And apparently that's a horror movie. So if you guys were interested in this story, um, there's something similar oh, to this I've experience seen called It, it Follows. Oh, you have? Oh, okay. Well, I guess for some reason this reminds people of it. So I haven't seen it, so I can't really judge. But but yeah. So okay, I mean, I personally thought It Follows was kind of slow, moved a little slowly. So <laughs> You weren't a fan of it? I wasn't, I mean, I liked it. It, it, it wasn't my type of horror movie. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like, I like, like, this really spooky, kooky, ooky ones with, like, the dead people and the 
shadow people and the you know they're here creepy kids and okay i'm just i'm just saying so if you're into that and if you're into the same creepy shit lily's into i just (laughs) watched yesterday the autopsy of jane doe on netflix how was it so creepy i thought it was gonna be stupid but it actually there were a few parts that made me jump it was a really it's so it's pretty much about um this body that gets taken into this morgue and this father and son that are that own the morgue have to do a uh, cause of death by the end of the night for this body that was found in this ground mm-hmm. of a crime scene. So as they're doing the autopsy, they're noticing more and more odd things from this Jane Doe, a woman that looks to be in her mid to late 20s. And, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but... Obviously, the movie's around Jane Doe and the autopsy and the weird things that happen while they're doing the autopsy. So I'm going to leave it there. Definitely check it out and let us know what you think of the movie. I thought it was really good. It was only an hour and a half long. So Okay. All right. Uh, So that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 18. Um, Let's get started with the socials, right? Nice, short, and sweet episode today. Um, Our Instagram is... Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Follow our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share in our show, please email us at... Just ghouly things podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate us five stars and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening to us in any other platforms, screenshot our episodes and post them all over your social media pages. We love to see them, guys. Thank you for all your support, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.